This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, everyone's talking about their holidays, what they did, how they spent them, and I've got a couple stories I'm going to be sharing. Mm -hmm. Uh, One today is rather interesting. When I was growing up as a kid, there was a place called Hacienda del Sol, and it was an undeveloped property on the river in Florida, and near it was a lot of other old, uh, like, buildings and properties there was a graveyard nearby that was older not one of the new (laughs) modern ones there was an old building that we called the coffin factory but actually that was just lord it freaked the girls out when we when we actually went in one day it had a bunch of old uh, letters in it from the 40s during the war had some a model t and a model a car inside it wasn't really well sealed. In fact, it was a block building with no windows, so you could just climb through a window and be inside. It wasn't very well done. A lot of those letters were starting to get old and rotted. How did they not, if the windows were open, how did they not fly away? What fly away? The letters. Oh, well, they were in, like, books or boxes and shelves and desks and oh. stuff. It was like, you know, it wasn't like someone lived there. It was like a storage area. Oh. So you're saying these are places, when you were younger... In yeah. your childhood, you'd take uh, girls to, to well, scare them? we did. A lot of times at night, we would go to the <laughs> graveyard. One time, we actually borrowed, I like to use the term borrowed, um, a skeleton from the school and laid it in the graveyard with leaves over it. And then later that night, we brought the girls there, and we w- went back with flashlights, and then we uncovered the leaves, and this one girl went screaming back the car, <laughs> just sat there whimpering the whole time and wouldn't do anything. Yeah, we didn't have anything like that. We just circled the Hardys and the Sonic. That's all well, we really we had going on. <laughs> we also had these things. Yeah. But I decided to go by there while I was visiting my parents, and uh, I noticed that they've kind of got all that boarded up now. But out front, there's an old mailbox. I took a picture of it, Hawk, that you can see yeah and so i I had cobwebs and stuff i opened up and there was a letter inside of it and it was old and you couldn't even read the outside of it but i was able to open the inside and i was absolutely shocked because i thought you know a lot of the stuff i found inside the uh old building was from the war talking about rations and stuff that's a federal crime you know going I in someone's mailbox didn't even think about stuff. that you're right <laughs> <laughs> well i looked at it i finally well, this one has got dust on it and yeah, it looks it's been there for it's years been there for a long well, time the postmark looked like it said either 1943 or 63 or maybe 83 i could not tell because it was in bad shape <laughs> did you take it to the police or no anything? i mean yeah. i just opened it to see what it was uh, but I opened it up, and, and the letter kind of broke a little bit as I opened it. 
But I, what I could make out, it says, hello, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> I don't believe that. So that's uh, yeah. that was the piece of history wow. that I found on that. I don't believe that. We, we sat here and wasted four minutes talking about this. Well, yeah. all of it was true, except for the, the okay. letter part. So everything else, the house, her. That's all true. Okay. So yeah, I don't and believe actually, anything you say anymore. No, I have some pretty cool stuff from when we went there as a kid that has uh, like letters about rats rationing stamps for when they had gas rations and things. Things I didn't ever learn in a history book were in this building. You better ration them because they're about to go back up stamps. Yeah, oh, well, no. it's a different stamp, but yes. Yeah. These were for, you couldn't buy gas unless you had these stamps. Like the gasoline was only allowed, like they they ran an orange business. That's what most of this stuff is, orange groves. And they were allowed certain amounts of, that they were able to buy gasoline to ship the oranges. Going back to what affects us all, not really that, but the finding ways to get to you with this car thing. Right. Yeah, the, the warranty. The, the extended warranty. I'm like, you know, you say no. They say, this is your final notice. You You're say like, no. I wish. Yeah, and then <laughs> this is your final, this is your third final notice. You say you actually answer them? No, no, they'll come in the mail sometimes. Oh, gotcha. Like, you'll get this as your final notice. Right. And, then, and, and, of course, they will call you. I'm like, heck, I was opening up a Christmas present this year, and there was a letter <laughs> in the Christmas present. Okay, I don't believe that either. <laughs> Y'all are a bunch of liars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're having fun this morning. I do want to talk about unwanted Christmas presents coming up. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, Christmas is over now, and all that's left are memories and credit card debt and apparently lots of guilt. (laughs) Wait. Well, okay, we have that too. Mm -hmm. But about half of people say they feel at least a little guilty over the present they gave this Christmas. Why would you feel guilty over a present you gave? People who feel guilty because they gave mediocre presents. Oh, okay. Or they spent way too much. I don't feel feel guilty for that. I always feel good about spending a lot for someone. Well, okay, but no, you're not like everybody. My guilt is I have awesome friends that get me gifts, Mm -hmm. and I don't get anyone gifts because we've always said that's just that's a good don't exchange gifts and then they get me something and i feel horrible yeah you feel guilty i'm like let me just go out and buy and let me pick up your bar tab okay (laughs) how many years has this happened like a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) i think i I hate shopping they know i hate shopping well okay well 69 percent of people said they made at least one impulse purchase over the holidays and went ahead and gave that gift to somebody and then 23 percent were actually drunk when they bought something to give to someone just one Underachievers. What do you mean? I'm still overspending. I can't get out of the holiday like crutch or whatever of buying stuff I don't need. Well, not everyone's like you. Mm-hmm. Well, people with shopping problems are. That's, I was joking, <laughs> but I mean, Hawk said that to me. I, I, of course, everyone is different, but I'm saying I enjoy giving gifts. And to me, that's like with my parents, I always try to outdo my brother because that way I know they love me more. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I just, I enjoy giving gifts to people. How does it feel still not being their favorite when you do that? <laughs> you don't because, know that. No, I do too. You even say it. You admit it because no. they live down there by him, that's by, by your parents. That's my niece. They love my niece more than they love my kids. <laughs> Okay. Well, wow. when I hope you, they didn't hear that. When you get that <laughs> gift, are you returning it? Because a lot of people are. 17% of people admit they've been caught actually returning a present. I don't know if I ever return presents. It's not because a person who gave them the gift was in the store and they actually saw them making the return. It's because usually the gift giver 
notices that they never wear that present that they got for them. It might be, you know, husband and wife. Like, Why don't you ever wear that shirt I got you? Or girlfriend, boyfriend, I bought you that shirt. You never wear that. And so they ask why. That is my husband to a T. I will buy him the cutest stuff, and he acts like he loves it, and then he never wears it. He mm. just did it for Christmas. And I finally was like, I'm taking it back. You're not going to wear it. I'm not wasting the money. My mom gave me a shirt one year for Christmas, and uh, like six months later, she was having a, like a yard sale, and she yeah. was collecting clothing. Uh-huh. And she came over and picked up a box of clothes for me. And she goes, is this not the shirt I gave you just this past Christmas? <laughs> like, it is. That's, that's why the tags are still on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, 27% of people say they feel guilty when they have to return that gift. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're opening the present, you're like, I don't, okay. If you don't like the shirt, you kind of puff your arms out like it doesn't fit. <laughs> I just don't think this one fits. I'm too lazy to take stuff back. I mean, unless it's a lot of money, I'm just like, oh, man, just throw it in the closet. 13% say they would be offended if someone actually returned the gift they gave. Now, that's not a lot. But, I, uh, I think for me, that would be it would hurt my feelings. I wouldn't be offended, but I would feel like, man, I went to a lot of effort to try to pick out a good gift. Well, that's why they give you a gift receipt. Because people do it. You don't do that for every present, do you? Well, I'm, no. I'm, but a lot of times when you're opening the gifts, like, I've got the receipt for that. Or if someone's opening that present, and if they ask you for the receipt. Yeah, is there, I don't oh, see wow. the gift receipt. <laughs> That's not a good sign. But uh-uh. like if it's too small, maybe. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. they picked the wrong size. So you may go pick a different you know, shirt with a you know, larger size. Or, or you're like, this gift card is too small. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't fit. I need a bigger one. Well, women return gifts more than the fellas do. I believe that. I think women are more likely to do that whole process. My wife enjoys going out to return stuff. It's almost like another shopping experience for her. Yeah, you go get a Starbucks, make a day of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you get like some credit on your Kohl's charge card <laughs> or whatever. And it's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just, since I'm going to get $30 back, I might as well go spend another $30 and see if this sweater doesn't fit either. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, if you're giving someone a gift, wouldn't you rather them actually use or wear what you got them? I would rather someone exchange it or whatever they need to do, and then it's not wasted money. Right. Well, good thing is, I don't think the guys are too offended because uh, as far as the men goes, three out of five guys don't feel hurt if their sweetie exchanges the gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Tori said. You'd rather him enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Did you guys get anything you thought was a big loss this year? No, I got, I got, you know. I did stuff. really good with my son, but there was one gift I got him that I think was a waste. I just, I don't think he's going to end up using them. And I'm like, man, we ought to really return it and get our money back. I mean, I did get a couple of tacky gifts, you know, kind of gag gifts. It was a cat butt coloring book. And so it just had cat butts on it. <laughs> color what, it. What, what two two crayons, brown and black? <laughs> pink. Yeah, a pink one too. No, it's like an adorable of the cat, but it shows the cat's butt in every picture. That's and funny. The, I know. I was trying to be funny. They said, "Oh." <laughs> well, I was actually like that. Yeah, the cat butt coloring That'd book. That'd be kind of fun. Oh, right. From one butt to another. <laughs> okay. Sorry, That's Tom. Right. I know what I'm getting you next year. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, we've asked before questions like if you found $100 in a urinal, would you take it out? And yeah. we even did some Torture Tuesdays. We tested this with people, see how much money they would reach in there for. And I think even $5, a lot of people will pull out of there. Yeah, Cato dropped a cell phone in there, had a stranger help him out this past right. year. 
That's a lot of money. I can understand yeah. that yeah. one. But uh, what about if your dog ate the money and you had to sift through the results to get as many pieces with serial numbers so you could get the money back? I had a dog eat a tax return one time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if the dog eats a bill and it comes out as change, I would sort through it. I'm curious to know, Tori, um, was that just your excuse to the, the IRS? My That's, dog ate my tax return? She asked me that. She actually said, she's like, are you just making stuff up? And I'm like, no, I can show you photographic evidence. It is in there. So what did that do to you? You just had to refile? Or? Yeah, thankfully I didn't have to dig through anything to okay. get any numbers. That's why they changed it to make it all digital now. I guess so. Because <laughs> yeah. of me. <laughs> well, a couple in Pittsburgh... Pulled out $4,000 from the bank because they had a fence built and the contractor asked for a cash payment. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh, that's always a no-no. Well, there wasn't a problem with the contractor, but it was with their dog because their dog literally ate it within 30 minutes of them setting it down. Wow. Well, that ain't going to work after the dog processes that. It actually, they called the bank. They were freaking out. And the bank says, I'm going to quote you here. Okay. This happens all the time. Oh, wow. (laughs) And they said uh, they would replace any of the bills as long as the serial numbers were still visible. So the couple got to work. Now, the dog (laughs) puked some of the money back up. So it's like a jigsaw puzzle, huh? But to get the rest, they had to wait for him to relieve himself outside, collect the half-digested bills, wash them, and look for the numbers. They said it was like a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, so next Uh. time someone hands you cash, think about what it's been through. Well, fortunately, these pieces, they turned into the bank. The bank marked them as disposed of and gave them replacements So, because they had the serial numbers. If they had a serial number, the bank could basically tell the Federal Reserve, this bill is no longer in circulation and destroy it and give them a new one. So I could just take all the serial numbers off my bills now and go get new ones and still have the ones I had? In theory, yes. In reality, who's going to take your bills without serial numbers on them? I don't know, but I'm going to figure that out. Okay. <laughs> this dog had to be kind of like my dog. A lot of times I give him a treat, and he'll just swallow the whole the whole treat. Well, they had like, to put it back together, so I don't know. But I mean, because if the dog is, well, I mean, and you'd think paper would kind of... It's deteriorate. not paper, though, but bills are made out of a cotton well, that's true. leaf, so that's they true. actually survive a lot. I will say sometimes, you know, you go out and as you are scooping the dog's you know, and you're like, where? What did he eat there? Like a ball of yarn or something? You know, I think about I said, that with myself. Yeah, I'll, wow. take, I'll take a picture sometimes. I don't even know why I chew corn, but I will say that <laughs> we used to have a dog that was next door to us, and I would mow the lawn, and I would see their stuff, yeah. and he would eat like plastic balls, and there would just be a pile. Once the rain came, there would just be a pile of chewed up plastic where he had mm-hmm. pooped, and I'm thinking. That can't be good. Not it right. can't be pleasant yeah. to pass either. Yeah, I've got it on my phone somewhere. i got to show you all a picture. Okay. It oh. just blows me away. And you complain about the stuff I show you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, here's the interesting thing. They managed to recover 3550 so it's cost them 450 bucks to do that. But wow. they still came out way ahead of yeah. where they would have been if they couldn't have salvaged it. Right. So they said it was well worth $3,550. And they've forgiven their dog, but they said they're going to be very careful because he has expensive taste. Oh, yeah. So they made a TikTok video of it. It's pretty funny. Or maybe Instagram, but it has the the dog looking very guilty, and they showed them doing some of the stuff. Well, uh, and I will say, you know, if a dog were to swallow a ring, 
or something. I mean, there's dogs that have swallowed, you know, other stuff. Uh-huh. I've got some research on that somewhere. I'll try to dig it up. But this is, I had to dig up this picture. Don't ask me why I kept it on my phone. But this is actually in my, or was in my yard at one time. It looks oh, wow. like he had swallowed some fireworks or something like that. Okay, why did you keep that picture? I don't know. It's the most unusual poop scoop I've ever done for a dog. It almost, yeah, I don't know what. It's got a string around it, too, no. which is really weird. <laughs> well, it's like when those cats, they eat the tinsel off the tree sometimes, <laughs> and they, they decorate your yard for your Christmas. Right. <laughs> My dog ate, you know, a mop, had the string oh, on yeah, the mop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to pull that out. <laughs> <laughs> it was just halfway hanging out. It's like a magician that just keeps on pulling out of his pocket. <laughs> she laughs. I'll put up the video, Cato. You can put it up online. It's pretty funny. It shows That's all crazy. the money yeah. that they managed to retrieve. The dog looks very guilty. Um, yeah, but, that's a bigger dog, though, I will say. Right. And so the picture is very cool because it shows them doing all this and the, and the money. Okay. I got some more pictures I can share with you, but it's not of my kids. Uh, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> hey, let me go with you. <laughs> I'll bring my cell phone. <laughs> Gross. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, Happy New Year. Will you want to be a happier you in this new year? Maybe. I have the daily (laughs) habits of the happiest people that you know. And uh, this could be helpful. We'll find out. All right. Refuse to make assumptions. They say most of the time your fights start with assumptions. Don't you hate it when someone assumes you're thinking or doing something that you're really not? So assumptions are a bad thing for the most part. When it leads to fights. I agree. That's happened with us before. One of us will assume the other one means something when they don't. Most of the fights are that. It's like, you know, and then once you talk it out, like, oh, I thought you meant this. No, they're not. (laughs) Okay. So, daily (laughs) habits of the happiest people you know, (laughs) they say, exist in the present moment. Uh, Don't focus on the step, uh, focus on the one step in front of you and not the whole staircase, basically. So live in the moment. A lot of times, if you're living in the past, it's about regret. If you're living in the future, you got all kinds of anxiety. So if you can take it and live in this moment, that's the only thing you can really control at the moment. But living in the moment is wearing me out. (laughs) Okay. It also can put you in a bad spot in the future. 
Oh, if you ain't saving well, for the future. They don't say don't plan. You can plan, but don't like be focused on the future all the time. That's true, because the amount of times I've been like, I am going to get those shoes, because right now me deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> and then your credit card says differently. Life is short. Live life to the fullest. Life is short. Buy the shoes. And I'll, and I'll, <laughs> and I'll make the minimum payment on my credit card. Okay. okay. I'm trying to help daily habits of the happiest people I'm you happy. know. <laughs> help someone. Yep. Uh, you can do a good deed every day. And in fact, research shows that performing five random acts of kindness a day can boost your happiness. Five? <laughs> I'm good with one you know, every well, now and then. You know what? Start low. Start low <laughs> and try it every day. Like find something good to do for somebody. Well, well, Tom, you came into work. That's one good thing. So that's one. Yay. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I do agree that helping people makes you feel better about yourself. Uh, but there's a limit. I mean, you can only do so much. Five a day seems like a lot. And also, unless you do something nice and they're not nice about it. You ever held the door for mm-hmm. someone who doesn't even oh, acknowledge you yeah. and you're like, guess I'm a bellhop. Thanks. I know, but you know what? Just let it go. No. Because you can't control that. And that's going to fire you up for the rest of the day and you won't be happy. But that means your one happy good thing or whatever isn't going to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. It does when you go, we're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Socialize is another thing that happy, a happy habit that happier people have. If they have a lot of people around them, uh, happy people are social people. Often, you know, you'll find yourself, uh, I don't know, not reaching out to friends, maybe finding excuses not to go out with your friends. And I know that's a daily thing for you as well, Tom, to find excuses not to get out of the house. I, heck, I don't even waste my time with excuses. I just say no. <laughs> okay. I don't want to do that. Is that your healthy boundaries? I call it no? that. Some yeah. people call it permit-like behavior, but I, I call it boundaries. You know, people look at you when you just say no. My mom is like, want me to do something. And I'm like, no. I said, I, I can't go. She goes, why? I said, I, I, mom, I just don't want to. Yeah, okay. She goes, well, okay. <laughs> she wasn't expecting that. She wanted me to give her an excuse why I couldn't go, but I don't want to go. And so then when you showed up at the event that you said no to, oh, she was go. like, thank you. Oh, you stuck to your ground? Uh, yeah, and wow. she's mad. Okay, so socialize. Be intentional <laughs> about building more and better quality friendships. If you want to, apparently. Yeah, if you want to. So smile. It uh, follows a happy people smile more than unhappy people. Well, they've shown then you can practice it yourself is if you smile, it makes you feel yeah. happier. They uh, study found that faking a smile actually makes you feel worse. I don't so, believe that. And, and it results in lower productivity, according to this research. Study found that faking a smile actually makes you feel worse. Like, Maybe they're talking specifically like whenever it, you have to pretend to smile because you're in upset. a bad situation right. or something. I'm saying yeah. if you just put a smile on oh, your yeah. face, you feel happier. And I think this shows you why a lot of Hollywood actors are insane. Because mm-hmm. when you pretend to be something you're not for a long time, it makes you True. feel that way. And so they've got to be crazy. Oh, you mean like most of the people on Facebook? No, it's to my actors in Hollywood. <laughs> they pretend like they're something they're not. Uh, okay. Count your blessings. Be thankful. We talk about that all the time One, here on the Hawk and Tom Show. Two, <laughs> okay. Three. Yeah. But they found a positive <laughs> correlation between appreciation and happiness in a lot of studies out there. You can just Google that. Uh, avoid energy vampires. If you have somebody in your life that is sucking all the life out of you, that's an energy vampire. That's true. So that you might want to uh, avoid that person, maybe. That's easier said than done. Those people are professionals. Well, <laughs> and a lot of times, they are in your family. You can't mm-hmm. avoid them. 
But uh, the energy, energy vampires, they'll suck all the life out of you and they keep you depressed most of the time. Do you know any vampires? Yeah, I, that's the uh, like always negative person. When you feel good and they're just like, well, and yeah. just instantly you feel yourself being like, okay. That's not the only kind. There's the kind that have all these questions for you and they want you to do stuff for them. And there's like, they're constantly making you do their things and you're like, gosh. So tiring. A friend in need is a friend indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I need some computer help, by the way. Uh, I, computer crash. So. And then they say avoid perfectionism because people that are perfectionists, they are high achievers and they'll make you feel bad about your job because they're always achieving something and they, they're prone to anxiety and depression if you are a perfectionist. But wouldn't that make you strive to do a little better too? You'd think, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, avoid this person who does a really good job because they'll make you feel bad for being lame. Go back to not being a hard worker. <laughs> because you are not a perfectionist and they are. And so, you know, they're really causing you a lot of strife. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's the opposite. When I get around someone who's really stimulated and doing well, I'm like, you know, I should try. Yeah, but when was the last, last time that really happened with, for you? Well, when's the last time it lasted is more like it. Yeah. It, yeah. It'll be about 10 minutes, and then I'm like, okay, this is tiring. Yeah, it's the reason I don't hang out with any successful people. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're here on the show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. Okay. So that is the uh, happy habits of the happiest people that you know. Well, it didn't help us much, did it? I'm well, mad. I left out <laughs> exercise, Tom. I thought that would help. Well, honestly, that's a good one. I just don't like to do it. Okay. We but I mean, tell. I've heard it makes people happy. <laughs> Are you being like uh, that vampire now? The no, energy vampire because you don't want to work out at all? I was being positive. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but that person running at 5 o'clock in the morning in 35 degree weather is, cannot be happy. You know what, though? It makes me happy because I'm inside with my warm coffee and my heater going, and I'm like, hmm. Sucker. So don't you feel like uh, guilty because they are doing something no, better I than think you? No, I insane. That's the thing about perfectionism. You said, you know, they're out there being exercise professionals. No, that's then, different. Th These th people, are they have a mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. This is an interesting question, and we were actually talking about it in the studio earlier, and I want to know how many people out there know what the current price of a postage stamp is. 41 cents? I got no clue. I haven't bought postage stamps in decades. I buy them because I'm single-handedly keeping the United States Postal Service <laughs> Working well, and I, you always hear, "Hey, buy the forever stamp; it's going to be forever." And you're like, "I need to buy like a thousand dollars worth," and you don't do it. We should have done it. I, yeah. I want to say it's sixty. It's, I'm trying to think of the last time I paid for a book. I don't remember how much it was. Okay, so what's your Six, guess? Sixty cents. Okay, you are all wrong. Cato is closest. Really, it is sixty-six cents oh, now. Wow. It seems like they go up every year. The U.S. Postal Service is raising their price by two cents. Uh, only 14% of people correctly knew the answer was up to 66 cents now. Well, who asked for their two cents? <laughs> you know what? Um, <laughs> I'm, just, wow. I'm, I'm just moving on. Yeah, please do. <laughs> you, if the, the, the U.S. government could take a tip from like Amazon right. and, uh, you know, UPS, I guess they are part of them. But anyway, it's like... If they would ship the products like from Amazon and the stuff that we buy online, 
better than Amazon does, we would use them more often. Well, and we actually do use them we, a lot we now. We do. Because but, Amazon uses them for what they call the last mile of delivery. Well, back in 20 years ago, people sent letters, not emails. Maybe 30 years ago. And that's, you know, the Postal Service had more money coming in then. And then now, now when's the last time you got a letter? Even a Christmas card this year, you got it probably digitally. I got about so, 10 real Christmas cards this year. So one. they're not using... We're not using them like we used to. I understand the price is going up every once in a while, but not every year. It's almost like a annual thing now. Well, it's going to be sixty-eight cents after they make the change. So those forever stamps are a very good investment because you could get those back when it was thirty something. Yeah. So those stamps would have doubled in value. Could you could you sell them? You could honestly. Lot you could. (laughs) People, I mean, forever stamps are forever stamps, so they're still good. Real quick, how many letters you sent out a month? Not, and it doesn't mean letters like bills or whatever. I have about six I do a month. God, I have less yeah. than that. Bills? Yeah. I don't even send out paper bills. It's mm-hmm. all online. The only thing I do paper on is our taxes because they will charge you a fortune to do it digitally because we are backwards in South Carolina, I guess. Like you try to do your car taxes and all digitally, they charge you like 3% oh. or something, which on taxes can be a lot. So I don't do that. But that's about the only place I send checks. Okay. But you got some of the four, organizations, maybe. okay, some of them like that, that will charge you if you use your credit card to pay your bill. Like, Not many know. anymore. Uh, I, just, I don't know Energy why. bills and stuff like that? Nope. Yeah, I think mine is. I don't think so. So I just paid for my car tag. Does that mean that $6 that I paid on that, I didn't have to pay if I would have sent it in? Maybe. I don't know. Here's the difference, though, is I do it like I'm through my credit card. That's why they charge me the extra 3%. I do the same thing. I don't think they charge me the extra. <laughs> I am doing it wrong. <laughs> um, I, most of the companies that did that quit over time. They quit charging you extra. Well, good. I need to check um, into that. <laughs> well, most businesses now charge you a 3% fee if you use a credit card. Like I wouldn't say most, but some of them have started definitely. I've seen a lot of them that do it now. So the stamp is not really affecting too many people. People because we're not sending as many letters or bills as I mean the older generations it's probably getting them because they're probably doing everything. Well, that's stamp. a problem. The postal service was a very important whenever it was originally proposed. It sent letters to places that wouldn't have been served by any private business. I'm surprised that we don't have to pay the government to send emails to each other. It's don't like, give many ideas. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you imagine that, like hey, this email is going to cost you a penny. I send more texts than emails. Yeah. So. Well, people are complaining. 40% of the people said they disapprove of the price increase, with 21% being very strongly disapproving, and they're upset. They're not going to march or anything. And the (laughs) post office does point out that they could have bought forever stamps, and those prices do not change. Uh, This may not shock you, but the most likely group of people to know the current price of postage is boomers. No, over sixty-five. That's why we failed. <laughs> we had no idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, for a lot of us, going up doesn't make any difference because it's like if you're sending four a month, who cares if it costs you eight cents more each month now? Yeah, and my friends always say, "Why don't you just pay everything online?" I don't know why I don't. I do some things. I don't. Hey, well, here's why I don't, Cato, because I could, I, I couldn't balance my finances because See, that's the thing i need a reminder to say hey you need to pull out uh, that eight hundred dollars for a house payment and because you know two or three house payments that you forget to put down in your checking book or whatever you however you do it uh you're like oh wow I've, and then you go check and you try to balance your book 
It's literally done for you on the paper they send you every month, and it's on your phone. Oh, I on don't the look app. at that. Exactly. <laughs> I tell you, y'all just give me your credit cards, and I'll handle your bills. I don't like. I'll that. do it for less. <laughs> <laughs> I'll steal less from you than she will. <laughs> Yours sounds like a better deal. <laughs> You're greedy, both of you. <laughs> Hawk and Tom on B ninety three point seven. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 